The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The human mind, body, emotions, and spirit are more powerful than anyone can imagine, and we can learn to use them in new and powerful ways to create the life we've always dreamed of. On our program today, with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon, we'll address who you are, how to come to know what you believe and why, how to accept and love yourself, and how you can make changes that help you create the empowered, happy, successful life you want. Now, here's your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome to the Self-Improvement Show. This is Irene Conlon. We're broadcasting from Scottsdale, Arizona, and I'm absolutely so delighted to have you with us today because we have something really special. Start, as I always tell you, by going to the self-improvement blog. You'll see our guest picture. You can read about him. There's an article in the featured section that he wrote, which is very, very good about mindfulness, and I suggest that maybe during the break you take a look at that. Every day I post a quote on the self-improvement blog, and if you open the blog, you can see it. Uh, I try to tie it into the featured article or to the show. Today I posted this. The present moment is filled with joy and happiness. If you are attentive, you will see it. Now, we're all looking for joy and happiness. That's what most most all of us want more than anything, but... How many of us look for it in the present moment? For instance, how many times have you reached your destination driving and you didn't remember stopping at the stop signs or passing the school or you missed your freeway exit because your mind was off somewhere else instead of in the driving moment? Instead of driving, you were probably cooking dinner or going over the argument you had with your spouse or worrying about some problems that arose at work. Uh, Who knows? Now, have you ever eaten a meal and when you were finished, really couldn't tell anybody what you ate because your mind was way off chewing, literally chewing on something else? Now, multitasking is big these days. And and I guess if you're a boss, you think it's a really good thing that your employees are doing a lot of things at once. But when you're doing three things or more at one time, which is the one you're concentrating on? Which one has the moment of your joy and happiness? We hear a lot about mindfulness lately. We've talked about it before, and in fact, we recently had a show about mindfulness meditation, and we're going to talk about mindfulness again today, not mindlessness, as I almost said, mindfulness. It's incredibly important, and today's question is this, what is your mind actually doing when you're being mindful, and how can being mindful Make a difference in the quality of your life. 
Today we have with us Dr. Joseph Cardillo. He's been with us before, and I'm absolutely delighted to have him back. He's a best-selling author in the fields of health, mind-body-spirit, and psychology. He's an expert in attention training and creative thinking, and has taught more than 20,000 students in various colleges, universities, and institutes. That's not a verbal typo. That is 20,000. His books have inspired people of all ages worldwide. He is a research associate at Mind Body Medical University and holds a doctorate in holistic psychology and mind body medicine. He's a regular contributor to the Huffington Post and Psychology Today, as well as other leading publications. He was interviewed based on his book, Be Like Water, for a documentary film, Looking for Mr. Miyagi, which is now available on Amazon. And yes, I watched it, and yes, I recommend it, especially for men who are maybe beginning to have that journey of what they call midlife crisis. It's really very well done and uh, I think quite inspiring. Dr. Cardillo received the prestigious 2011 SUNY Chancellor's Award for Scholarly Research and Creative Activity. His latest book is The Five Seasons, Tap into Nature's Secrets for Health, Happiness, and Harmony. He was with us the end of last year to discuss this book, and he is with us again today to talk about mindfulness. It is such a joy and honor for me to welcome to the Self-Improvement Show Dr. Joseph Cartillo. Dr. Cardillo, welcome. Thank you, Irene. Did you think I was ever going to get through all that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've been here in before, <laughs> and I asked you this question. But for those who did not hear you before, tell us about yourself. Who, besides all those accolades, is Joseph Cardillo? <laughs> well, I, I am the I am the father of two lovely daughters. Uh, my daughters are fairly young. Uh, they're, they're still uh, in uh, elementary school. Uh, and, uh, you know, and husband to a lovely wife, and we live out in the Berkshire Mountains, and uh, we try to make a go of it. <laughs> you know what? I'm so delighted that you started with that because almost everybody else starts with what they do. And it's nice to hear somebody saying, I'm a Father and a husband. Well, yeah. Like so, so tell me more. What else have you got here? Well, you know, I some of the things that that you know are not necessarily in uh, in, in in my uh, vita uh, are things like I you know I started uh, I, I started the, the, what got me into a lot of of this kind of thinking, you know. Uh, and then I'll tell you a little story about what got me into, uh, specifically into attention uh, training. But uh, what got me into this kind of thinking started a long, long time ago. And uh, uh, when I was, you know, uh, around the age of 14 and, uh, you know, many decades ago <laughs> and uh, was, was studying martial arts uh, and uh, martial arts uh, kind of opened uh, at that at that point martial arts opened a small window for me uh, enough to make me interested in particularly things like meditation 
and you know, and as a young person, uh, it was uh, it was fascinating to me uh, that you could use your mind in that way. Uh, and so, as a as a young person, by the time I was sixteen, I was I was traveling. I grew up in uh, Central New York State, and uh, and at that point, I started to to go to. Uh, to a place, uh, to, there was a university nearby uh, where I lived, and, and they had meditation chapels. And so I went there uh, as a young person, and and you know gave it a try, and 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 tried to develop uh, you know a meditative mindset at, at a young age. And, and you know I I got to say you know and I and I whenever I talk about that I you know I tell people this was at a very light juvenile uh, you know level, but but it's what got me going. That got me going, and and just an an interest that didn't. I don't think this interest came from from martial arts, but I think it came from uh, something that attracted me to martial arts, and that is that I've I've always kind of, you know, had a had a had a you know an inquisitive uh, sort of uh, quarry into what it is. Uh, you know that that we're here for. You know what are we doing here as as human beings besides you know living on the planet. You know what are, what are we here for? Where did we come from? Where are we going? You know some of those those questions, those ageless questions, and and uh, the martial arts opened my door to meditation, which in a sense for me uh, was the beginning of how I was trying to address some answers to those questions. So that that's a little something that's that's different, and I've pursued martial arts my whole life, um, and you know I've trained in, and 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 uh, taught uh, five different martial arts. Actually, I've trained in more than five, but I've taught five uh, different martial arts throughout my lifetime, and uh, I taught for free here uh, in New York State uh, for over twenty five years, and you know was the head of a dojo. <laughs> wow, <That's laughs> for over twenty five years, and and I didn't want to put a cent. You know, you know, it was a, it was a completely. It wasn't nonprofit. It was non-money. <laughs> I understand that. Were you younger people or were you teaching adults? Both. Because it's just amazing to watch. My both my sons took martial arts when they were mm-hmm. in grade school, and they they really blossomed with it. Yeah, it was interesting to see. How they learned some discipline and, and confidence, and you know, just it was a wonderful sport for them, mm-hmm. uh, and still is with them. Mm-hmm. Now, neither one of them pursued it, but it certainly was helpful. You're a research psychologist. Tell us a little bit about your work. Uh, to me, researching this in this whole area of psychology seems a little. Nebulous, you know, it, it doesn't seem like research. I guess I want to say hard research. Um, I don't mean in terms of difficulty, but you know, with <laughs> with, with test tubes and you know, provable theorems and all of those kind of things. Um, what do you do as a research psychologist? Well, some of the research that that I've been involved in uh, recently. Uh, has been uh, in in regard to increasing alertness and focus, um, primarily uh, in using some technologies and doing that uh, music uh, primarily, 
and and sound and and using technologies to incorporate music and sound to to train the brain uh, into a mindset that's uh, more alert. Um, and some of the research that I've been doing has to do with the reverse of that, and that is making the mind and the brain calmer and more relaxed. Uh, so I, I've been doing that uh, now yes, for this... several for the, probably, if I had to put a date on it, um, somewhere around the last uh, 10 years. Does this involve brainwave entrainment? Yes, it does. Ah. Absolutely see. does. Yeah, I'm addicted. <laughs> I, I love I love brainwave entrainment. And I've now, do- yeah, go ahead. I've been doing it for several years. Yeah, and now... And now, you know, I'm moving into another area with that um, and, you know, working with some other individuals uh, whose point of orientation uh, is both Eastern and Western psychologies and medicine, not just Western. Uh, And so we're looking at some of the same uh, implements. However, we're looking at at how those, those, those same components uh, can you know like music and natural sound and brain entrainment and 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 so on and 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 uh, and conditioning brain waves uh, for specific situations. We're, we're we're also taking a look at how that can be done uh, through uh, uh, acupoints uh, and looking at how it can be done uh, through energy channels or meridians. Oh, I'd like to talk about that a little more, but right now it's time for us to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Joseph Cardillo, saying stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more talking about mindfulness. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. When you think of inspiring women, who comes to mind? Is it a visionary like Oprah Winfrey? Political or legal figures like Hillary Clinton or Sonia Sotomayor? Or how about entrepreneurial business leaders like Meg Whitman? No matter whom you might be thinking of, make sure to add one more to that list. Deanne DeMarco. She's the host of Today's Inspiring Women. Each week, Deanne turns you on to the next rising star in business and leadership and what their successes and challenges have been. Listen every Thursday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Empowerment. Where can you find wisdom in the little conversations of every moment in a show? One that brings you golden nuggets that you can apply towards your burning desires, life, and success. Tune in to Little Conversations Today with host Dan Deegan. Our program will provide amazing breakthroughs in your life and help bring you closer to your dreams. Set your internal conversation GPS and tune in to Little Conversations Today, Fridays at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We're changing lives through the power of little conversations. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. 
You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. Our guest today is Dr. Joseph Cardillo. We're going to be talking about mindfulness. Um, let's talk about what it is. You know, what on earth is <laughs> mindfulness from your point of view? And what's the mind doing when it's mindful? And what's it doing when it's not mindful? <laughs> uh, well, that's the big question. Um, you know, there's a the popular definition of mindfulness is that is that uh, you know that you are paying attention to what's going on at the moment. So I guess that would be the the simplest <clears throat> uh, definition. So it has to somehow uh, mindfulness has to somehow include uh, our our uh, ability to to pay attention. Uh, but again, in, in popular definition. Uh, paying attention to what's going on in the moment. Uh, but, you know, I, I generally like to dig a little deeper uh, than, than that. And so, you know, I, the first thing that, that I ask people to do, if, if they want to improve their mindfulness and thereby improve their attention or focus, I ask people to start paying attention to how they're paying attention. You know, I know it sounds funny, but it'll tell you a lot about the way your mind uh, is operating. And, and, and so if you just, pay, at any given moment, any random moment, pick a, pick a time and just pay attention to what's going on inside you as you are attempting uh, to pay attention. For example, it, you know, is your, are, are, is, your, is your attention or focus fading in or fading out? Uh, is your field of attention, does it feel weak or can you really concentrate or does it feel jumpy? Um, does it feel balanced? Uh, does it feel distracted? Um, and then another thing that you can consider uh, is, is your dis- if you're feeling distracted, distracted, is that distraction coming from something internal something you're thinking about, feeling, um, all kinds of things, and we can talk about those kinds of things if you like, um, or is it external? Is it coming from your environment? Is something in your environment pulling you away from being able to pay attention? So that's, you know, when, when we talk about training our attention or training our mind to be more mindful, uh, that's a good place to start is to just Pick something. You know, I could give I could give your listeners an exercise. <laughs> okay, they could just pick something in their external environment, anything they want. You know, uh, uh, you know, uh, a thermostat or uh, you know, a painting on the wall, or uh, if you're outdoors, a, a tree or a garden uh, or a rock or what have you, and and just observe it for a few minutes and see what's going on as you try to pay attention to that 
object in your environment and, and see if some of these things are happening. Again, if you're fading in, fading out, if you feel weak or jumpy, uh, your attention, that is, if it feels balanced or distracted. And, and another good thing is as to whether those distractions are coming from some internal uh, location inside you or whether they're environmental. And then you'll start to know, uh, number one, how your mind is operating, whether it is getting a strong attentional signal or whether it's, uh, it could use some boosting. And most of us find that we could use some attentional boosting <laughs> throughout oh, the day, myself yes. included. It's like an extender for the, for the router. Mm-hmm. No. <laughs> we need a little. We need a little help getting a stronger signal. Uh, what's it? What's it doing when it's not mindful? I know sometimes my mind is just all over the place, and I have to really pay attention to get what's happening around me or in me. Well, sometimes it's really hard to tell. Uh, when you're not mindful, because we don't think about it, <laughs> you know. It, it, um, so we're not we're not really uh, we're not paying attention uh, to how we pay attention very often uh, throughout the day. That's why I love telling people, you know, just try it out randomly. And uh, but but most of the time we we don't know that we're not paying attention. Um, but what, what's, what happens that, that drives our attention uh, one way or the other, uh, you know, I can tell you that, uh, one of the, one of the uh, things that, that our mind likes to do uh, is our mind likes to create procedures uh, so that we can get things done uh, quickly. And, and so we have all kinds of procedures. So, for example, uh, you know, if, if I want to ride my bicycle, I, I already know how to do that. I don't have to think about it. So, in a way, it's a sort of a mindless activity uh, because I'm not, I'm not really putting any attention on it. It's, it's, it's really being controlled automatically, uh, virtually automatically, by a procedure that I did pay attention to at one point in time. Or remember when we started driving cars, or uh, those of us who drive, you know, you had to pay attention to every oh, little yes. thing. Remember the, the gas pedal, the, oh gosh, the brake. The rear view mirror. <laughs> yeah. And, and <clears throat> now we just get in and next thing we know we arrive at work and some of us wonder how we got there. Oh, I do it all the time. And sometimes I come to, I, I call it coming to, and I think, my goodness, where am I? Yeah. yeah. So, and everything for a moment looks different, and I'm thinking, have I have I missed every turn? <laughs> and then I realize where I am. It's it's scary. I realize, and I am aware that I'm not being mindful as I drive. Which yeah. is not a good time well, not to be a, mindful. It's a procedure that 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 we've got locked away in memory with other procedures. And, and procedures are, are good things. Um, they actually trigger in our mind in a millisecond. That's how fast uh, a procedure will, will click in. And so we really don't have much to say about it. Uh, we just do it. Um, and most of the time, um, if, if we're even mindful at all, we've realized that we've already done something. 
Uh, and that's how fast that procedure is clicking in. So in a way, it's a very difficult thing to control. But our mind creates all these procedures so that we don't have to be so laborious mentally. Um, and that gives us all kinds of time to be mindful. So this is great, number one, if the procedures that, that are kicking in are working in our advantage, and number two, if we're being mindful, <laughs> you know, with our spare time while, while things are being handled virtually automatically by our mind. Uh, but if the procedures are kicking in at a millisecond and, and they're not in our best interest, you know, if we're acting with people in ways that we shouldn't be, if we're making assumptions that we shouldn't be, if, you know, we're buying things that we shouldn't be or eating things that we shouldn't be, you know, if we're doing things that are completely draining our energy and, and we shouldn't be doing them, you know, had we thought about it, we might not have done such and such, that kind of thing, um, then, then, this is where we need to be mindful and identify what those procedures are, short-circuit them, and then replace them with procedures that we're happy with that will get us what we want. And I was going to ask you, is there a procedure that you can set up to help you be mindful? Is there a mindfulness procedure? I guess everybody could set, figure well, one out. Actually, there's been a, there's been a lot of research uh, lately done on a very old technique that, that I, I, you know, I know that, that, that probably you've talked about before with, with tons of people, but there's, and, and that is the technique of visualization. And oh, a lot of love research... technique, yeah. Yeah, a lot of research is being done on this uh, lately. Um, uh, the, the idea is, is that is that you can, as far as your mind is concerned, it doesn't care whether what you're trying to memorize is happening right there in front of you or whether you're imaging it with your eyes closed in your mind. It really, as far as your mind is concerned, it doesn't care. It's going to go through the same procedure. So you can develop a habit in your mind just as you can develop a habit in real time. So, for example, if you're trying to play a, a, a melody on the piano, a real simple basic melody, and you're just learning how to play the piano, if you close your eyes and just observe the keyboard and observe your fingers on the keyboard, keyboard and where they'll go, that will create the procedure for you to be able to do that with improvement each time you go to the piano and do it. Um, and in fact, there's been some real, very good research to show that that, that that example that I just gave you actually works. Um, in sports, uh, we all know that, that, that visualization gives you all the cues that you need to be able to perform the skill you're after when that window of opportunity opens in real time. So athletes will visualize uh, what they want to be doing in the quote-unquote game uh, and then when the opportunity arises, they'll do it. So if I'm a batter and I know that a pitcher throws a certain pitch, then when I, when, the more I visualize how I want to hit that particular pitch, the, the more the odds are that I will hit it in real time. Um, and so what we do is when the way, one, of the, one of the interesting things about the way the mind pays attention 
is that the more you do something, and, and for, we have to watch out for that, really, because the more we do something, your mind gets the idea that you want to remember it. And so if you do something a couple of times, your mind will start to get the idea, oh, uh, you know, she wants to do things this way. And so it'll, it'll put it in its memory and create a procedure. And then the next time you're in that same exact situation, you'll do it. Whether um, it's something that you want as a habit or not. Yeah, this is one of yeah. those things, like, for example, like, let's say that you're driving down the interstate and somebody almost sideswipes you and get, you get out of the way. You barely get out of the way. Unless that happens to you a few times, the second time isn't going to be much easier. <laughs> right. But, you know, after that happens to you a considerable you know, number of times, you'll, you'll create a procedure for getting out of the way. And so if you come close to a situation like that again, you'll get out of the way, whereas the inexperienced driver may get hit. So that, that's how it works. But it works that way with other things, too. So, for example, if, um, it, you know, if every, time, uh, if every time somebody rolls their eyes, uh, an individual gets angry, you know, all you've got to do is get angry a couple of times, and then when anybody rolls their eyes, you're going to be getting angry all the time because that's going to be kicking in. That habit, that procedure is going to be kicking in at a millisecond before you even know that you're angry. You've already become angry and done something. And And so it's important to be mindful. And on that note, we're going to roll our eyes and go right into a break. (laughs) This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Joseph Cardillo, saying stay tuned. We'll be back with more mindfulness in just a moment. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. We let so many outside factors mold and shape our lives. Technology, instant delivery. We live in an on-demand world. What's happened to the compassion, the kindness, a better pace? Listen to Might Radio with host Gabriella Von Ray. We'll bring that kindness and compassion back to our world. Our guests come from around the world and we'll discuss what's being done and what we can do to bring our lives back to order. Might Radio is broadcast live every Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, noon Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. What does creme de la creme mean? It's the greatness of living, the willingness to be the best. It's living beyond what you know is possible with no limitation. Access Consciousness presents Creme de la Creme, a program that empowers you to choose and create the life you would like to have and entices you into being who you are, not who others would have you be. It's the best of the best. It's the finer things in life. It's brilliant. It's fun. It's exciting. Join us for Creme de la Creme every Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog 
at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to the Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back to the Self-Improvement Show. My guest today is Joseph Cardillo. We're talking about mindfulness. And before the break, we were talking about how the brain or the mind looks for cues um, and begins to react to them automatically. And sometimes that's not a good thing. Is there a way we can learn to circumvent or short-circuit that pattern, be aware of the pattern that we're forming after a couple of incidents that are the same? Yes, I think we, I think we should try to pay attention to things that, to, to things that are starting to develop as a pattern uh, in our activities and in our thinking and in our feelings and so on. And then if they're, if they're working for us positively, continue to do them. And then we'll create uh, procedures that our mind will kick in uh, within a millisecond for us. Um, and then if there's habits that we have and procedures that we have uh, for activity, behavior, feelings, thoughts and so on that we feel are messing us up, then uh, what I think we need to do is to identify the situations in which they're messing us up and reflect on them. Uh, It's hard to do it while those situations are in motion, but later on, at the end of the day, maybe we can give it some thought and then revisualize the situation using a, using, uh, a different behavior or a different feeling or visualize yourself controlling the feeling that, that got in the way and, 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 and made you do, literally made you do something that you didn't want to do uh, or behave in a way that you uh, didn't want to behave, and then in your mind, create a different behavior than that uh, that you feel will uh, get you what you want, uh, and then do that uh, behavior when the opportunity arises in real life. But the trick is, you know, I've told people to do this before, and they say, oh, you know, it doesn't work. But you have to, just like you develop a habit in everyday life, it takes time. So you need to visualize it many, many times in your mind until you created a habit within your own mind. And I and think the hardest part of it is to be mindful enough to know that you're doing that. That, that it's even, you know, a part of your activities, uh, to well, be mindful enough to know that yesterday I did this and the day before I did this and I reacted the same way and today it's happening again. And, hey, maybe this isn't the best way to handle this. Yeah, We, we seem things, to be on rote so much. There's two things that, that I think about um, in, in that regard. One is that, you know, at the end of the day, we kind of, if, if, we, if we're reflective, or even at the end of the week, I mean, if, if, if need be, if we're reflective on these are, the, these are the things that kind of got us into hot water. <laughs> that yeah. didn't work out so well. Or rather than didn't work out so well, that could have gone better. Uh, that, that's a reflection that I think most of us can, can do. But then there's another thing that I think is, in a way, um, in a way I think can be even more important. Um, you know, sometimes these things that get us into hot water, there's another side to them. They can be, they can be teaching moments for ourselves. And we can, you know, we can, when we're reflecting on these things, we can say, well, why did that get me in hot water anyway? And, and many times uh, in a reflection, what, what we'll find out is, is that, uh, you know, it, we're, 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 
we're in a situation, we're in a life situation, and this, again, is something that many of us don't think about, but we're in a life situation that, in a way, goes against the grain of who we are. And so we don't necessarily act our best when we're in a situation like that. Um, and, and so I think that as well as reflecting on things that didn't go so well, on things that, that messed us up during the day or during the week, I think that we should also reflect on who we are, uh, the positive you know, the, 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 the positive uh, person that we are and our deepest self, uh, you know, not, not this person that, that we show, show everybody necessarily, uh, you know, at work all day, but, but deep down this person who dreams and has feelings and, and, and loves things and loves people and, and has passions and so on, who, you know, who is this person and, and what, what would make that person happy? And I think that if we answer that question, then if we know what will make us happy, we'll start to create the procedures that will do that. But we also have to get ourselves, we have to have a little bit of guts too, I think, and that, that is that we have to put ourselves into the life situation where, where those procedures are appropriate. Uh, and you if, used an important word, and, and that was reflect. And you know what? Reflection is getting harder and harder because and unless we turn all of our little electronic devices off, something's ringing for us all the time. Now, how important is reflection to mindfulness? Uh, very important because that's where we start to see where, where we're going off track. But I think yeah. that in, in that reflection, we have to include... Um, you know, I, it, it's almost like it, it you know, from, from the perspective of mind-body science, it, it really doesn't matter if you call it your soul or your spirit. Uh, but if you do, then, you know, I, then, then I'm concurring with you. But, but whether you do or you don't, uh, you can still call it, you know, the deepest part of your mind, who you are the person you are in your, as your deepest self. And I think you, the more we know about that person that we are, then the more we can start to create the procedures to, to, to make that part of ourselves happy. And, and I think that's everything. And I think we do need to turn off the distractions. And I think that one thing, this is just a simple little trick that, that listeners can try. You know, when you're paying attention to that object, like we were talking about earlier, you know, we just try to focus on something and, and distractions, whether they're internal uh, distractions or external distractions, uh, start to pop into your, your field of attention, particularly the internal ones. Um, you know, whatever it is, if it's a feeling, if it's, if it's a, a recurring thought, or if it's a memory that you feel is not only distracting, but maybe not so good for the moment, turn it off just like a light switch. You can even visualize a light switch and visualize yourself just turning that right off. And, and this is where we really have to use our executive functions. <laughs> yes, that and that CEO. can be really powerful, quite helpful. Yes. We have to use the CEO of our mind to say, no, um, this is your conscious mind speaking to your unconscious mind. <laughs> your conscious mind is telling your unconscious, your subliminal mind, you're, you are not, you're, you're, I'm sorry, your subconscious mind, your conscious mind is telling your subconscious mind, I'm not going to let you turn that on. I'm going to turn it off. And it will, which and is it interesting. Will. 
it will. How does technology? We have we're we're just inundated with technology. Now, how does that affect mindfulness? Besides the fact that it's so distracting. Well, I think that we have to we have to figure out uh, technology. Um, you know, a lot of the time, I don't want to say all the time because I I use technology to try to increase mindfulness and increase focus and so on, and also learn about it. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, the, our reliance on on technology uh, can 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 take us away from things that are important. Uh, to that deeper self that we are. Um, you know, I think if we, to be mindful uh, and to be attentive and to be living a full life, I think that we have to, we have to, we have to reach a certain energy level. Um, and, you know, we have to, one of the things that we want to make sure we're, we're attentive to or even mindful of are those things in our lives that drain us of energy. And so, you know, what, you know, what's, what's your energy drain? That would be a, a question I would ask at least once a week. You know, what's my energy drain? And then not only are there drains, but there's things that trap our energy. You know, what, 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 what's my energy drain and what can I do uh, in, a, you know, in a reasonable way to try to uh, alleviate that? Um, and sometimes it's funny what people find out is really draining their energy. You know, somebody who goes to work in the morning um, and drinks three or four cups of coffee on the way into work uh, and listens to, uh, you know, to, to, to certain types of music on the way in because they think it might be pepping them up, uh, you know, might be doing just the opposite or puts on a TV show that, that thinks, you know, oh, this will perk my interest here early in the morning. It might actually perk an emotion. And, and uh, you know, that's going to drain you. So you're going to walk, walk into work more tired than, than uh, you want to be. Yeah, so on I, the other hand, people who watch all the, you know, the police shows and, you know, have to watch every news broadcast that comes along, uh, you know, to me, that's a, the biggest energy drain in my life is yeah, seeing it, all of that. I just don't. I don't partake. And it is. <laughs> you know, we have, to, we have to figure out what those, we really have to be mindful as to what those things are. And, and then, of course, when we lose that kind of psychic energy, we become irritable and less attentive and less mindful. And, you know, and then we, we start to make mistakes. Uh, you know, we get clumsy. You know, some people get depressed, you know, when they lose that, that kind of psychic energy. So you really, you know, one of the things that, that I would encourage people to be mindful of is the effects that various things uh, in their environment uh, have on them uh, like that. Like, for example, if, I, if, if I'm working all day and, you know, and I'm involved in, you know, uh, you know, analytical brain activity, you know, for those of you who <laughs> like the, the break, you know, if I'm involved in right brain activity all right. day long, then when I go home, if I start to put on analytical TV shows and things like that, I'm going to drain myself even worse. And then no wonder I can't sleep. You, know, you can have then, a tea party no with your daughters. I wake up in the morning and instead of being rested... Uh, you know, I feel, I feel tired. I'm starting out my day tired. And, exactly. and it's hard to be mindful that way. You know, the, uh, the biggest strain for me is people who are always negative. Everything is a complaint. And, and I've just about shed all of those friends. You know, I, I, it just, I, I'm exhausted. 
Sometimes it's people, you know, people in our lives that, you know, that, like that, that are, that, that are negative and, and, you know, they're drawn to us or we're drawn to them for some other reason. And then we realize, you know, my gosh, look what just happened. I'm drained now. And, you know, and, and, I'm, and, and I'm not really being very attentive to things I need to be attentive to. Uh, so, I, but I think that I think that people can can identify many many. Uh, you'd be surprised the things that drain your energy, and you oh, sometimes yes. people be surprised by the things that give them energy. You know, like uh, instead of instead of uh, instead of having that extra cup of coffee or something when they go home, you know, maybe and, and eating fast food, maybe having uh, you know a, a meal. Uh, a sit-down meal with a family and, and having good communication and talking about interesting things or going to see a show together and then talking about the show, you know, afterwards, you know, using your left brain a little bit, you know, uh, using your artistic side a little bit will build your energy while the other side is kind of resting and getting ready to, for the next day. And in a moment, we're going to talk about specific ways mindfulness can help us. But right now, we're going to take a break. This is Irene Conlon with my guest, Joseph Cardillo, saying, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more. Success starts here. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. It's your world. It's time to access your magic. Tune in each week to Living in the Magic of Possibilities with your host, Glenice Hughes. Our topics cover finances, personal health, business, relationships, mediumship, and so much more. If you want to access all that is possible in your life, listen to Glenice and her expert guests who have turned the impossible into the possible. Living in the Magic of Possibilities is heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Every one of us confronts challenges that rock our world to the core, making us confused and disoriented, not knowing which way is up. On The Mother Rising, host Margaret Jacobson will nourish that spark that enlivens. You will be both empowered and inspired to create the changes leading you on your path to your own true freedom. Discover your worth and what you are capable of. Tune into The Mother Rising every Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. You are tuned in to The Self-Improvement Show with your host, Dr. Irene Conlon. Got a question for Irene or her guests? Call into our live show at 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. Connect with Irene via email. Our address is theselfimprovementblog at gmail.com. Now, let's get back to The Self-Improvement Show. Here again is Dr. Irene Conlon. Welcome back. My guest today is Joseph Cardillo. We're talking about mindfulness, and I just can't imagine that this hour is almost gone. Um, we could use another couple of hours. How does mindfulness affect our health and happiness, and what are ways we can use mindfulness uh, in our lives? Um, I think that really the best thing that 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 anybody can do uh, to try to improve uh, their health 
uh, and their happiness is to deal with both of them in, in the same way. And we, we touched on this a little before, uh, and, and I think that what, what, what people should do, what listeners should do, what I should do, what everybody should do is to try to uh, spend more time, spend some time each day uh, meditating, uh, reflecting um, on self. You know, who am I? Uh, what do I need? Who is this person uh, that I am in this world? And what is, what is my purpose? Uh, and what are the pe- peculiar and pe- particular things that, that I need to uh, keep me going uh, in the right direction? And I think that, that that's a place to start uh, with that. And then I think that there's something else that we really haven't talked about, and that's, I think, that... Uh, We should spend some time uh, trying to understand uh, virtue uh, to to some extent. You know, virtues that we all agree are important to to ourselves as human beings. You know, virtues like uh, like peace um, and tolerance and acceptance uh, and love, unconditional love, and also uh, uh, you know, peace regardless of 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 anything, you know, to, to, to fix my mind on, you know, I will have a peaceful resolution to things regardless. Um, I don't mm-hmm. necessarily have to win my point of view all the time. And, and I think that if I, if, if I can think of myself as a virtuous person, at the end of the day, I'll have more energy. Uh, I'll sleep better. Um, if I have more energy and if I sleep better and I'm more restful, I'll wake up healthier um, there's some good research uh, to show that people who perceive themselves as virtuous uh, uh, are healthier. Their immune system is stronger. Uh, they're happier. They live longer. And yet we don't have much conversation in our society anymore about virtue. And, and we should. And, and we should have it even, even if with just ourselves. But, you know, those of us with families, with ourselves, with our families... And when we, when we think of ourselves as good and, has, and as having done something good, you know, it, we don't have to even, you know, win the trophy all the time. We just have no. to know that we did something that was good and feel You know, that we a question that I ask now and then that stumps people entirely is, what do you believe that you weren't told you had to believe? I mean, do you still believe everything exactly as you were taught? Have you ever thought it through? And most of them haven't. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's and and see that that's kind of that that creates a that creates a dilemma because when you know that that's a great question, Irene. Really, um, you know, and we should all ask ourselves that questions. Do do we still believe things the way? Do we believe everything we were told? Exactly the way we were told. Because if we do, then we're operating. We're operating on those procedures, you know, and, you know, and, and, and when we, when we go into our, you know, older age, you know, we want to know that the procedures are our own. (laughs) Exactly. And I am in my older age and I still find that some of my things are way back in first grade or someplace. Yeah. And, and, you know, and so, you know, we want to, just like we update a computer, you know, we, we, we should be updating our, our mind uh, often 
to make sure that, that the, the procedures that are kicking in, you know, because our actions are, are very based on, on, on what we believe, and now, those procedures were created by we, what we believed, many of them. And with all the impact we have on us now from social media and television, radio to some extent, but mainly, you know, sitcoms and other kind of things that are, especially our young people watch, how do they ever get to know what they believe or who they are? Somebody's telling them all the time what they should believe and what they should be like, look like, act like, talk like. Because I think, I think that, that uh, uh, we as parents uh, need, need to do some homework. Uh, first, we need to identify those things. We, you know, we need to do some homework, and we need to gain some information. We need to know, uh, look at how harmful that is. You know, I had a physician tell me um, last summer. I, I was, I had a conversation with a physician, and he said, "Well, you know," he says, "I, I know a little more about that particular subject than you do, and that's that's." You know that's that's why you have your opinion and I have mine, and that and that's why you know the, the issue that we were talking about didn't bother him. He said, you know, I, I just know more about that than you do. And so, so you're you know, wrong. When I look and he's at, right. And he was right. He was right. You know, and and you know, and and so I needed to get educated if I wanted to stop worrying about it. But you know, I, you know, I when we when we. When I look at a television show, and there's so much on a television right now that is literally poisoning to to children, and not just children, <laughs> but no, all everybody. Of them. It's poison. Uh, you know, it's it's energetic poison. So much of it. Um, and, you know, and I look at that as a psychologist, I'm looking at this and saying, look, you know, I, I, have, I have young children. Uh, you know, I don't, I don't even want them anywhere near where they can hear this, you know, because I know what that's going to do to them at, at, the, at the subconscious level. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to create, you know, it's going to create a reality in, in those, those kids' lives at some point. Uh, the, the chances are good. You know, and so I understand, you know, when, you know, when I'm standing in line picking up my kids, you know, at school and, you know, and, and there's, you know, 10 other individuals out there that may be talking about, you know, the benefits of those shows. I understand that, that they may not be as informed, but on the other hand, they should get informed. You know, they, they should listen to shows like yours. <laughs> they should read some oh, books um, and find out, you know, what, what, what this, can do, you know, to the, to, the, to, the, to the children, to the minds of those children, and then to the future that they create. You know, they need to educate themselves. And, and not only that, but it'll disturb their health as well as their mental well-being, and it'll probably uh, disturb them spiritually more than we all want to even say at this point. Absolutely. We're right up to the last minute of the show. What's the thought you'd like to leave with our listeners today, Dr. Cordillo? Well, uh, my, my thought would be pay attention to how you're paying attention and start shutting off all those things that are getting in, in your way of being able to just try to look and listen and experience things uh, clearly in that particular moment. And, and for all of us, including me, um, to continue uh, to educate ourselves and to continue to, to, to cultivate you know, a higher level of, of thinking 
and 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 uh, understanding of what you know this life is really all about, and I think we'll be happier. So be aware of your awareness or mindful of your mindfulness. Absolutely. Next week's guest is Darren Adams. We're going to be talking about the importance of passion. Dr. Cardillo, thank you so much for being with us today. I hope you'll um, kind of stay ready to come back and, and do this again. <laughs> Always. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> this is Irene Conlon with my guest, Dr. Joseph Cardillo, saying stay tuned, not stay tuned, but thank you for being with us today. Come back again next week for more of the Self-Improvement Show and be mindful. Thank you again for joining Dr. Irene Conlon for The Self-Improvement Show. Please listen again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Remember that improvement out there starts in here.